CannabisRadio.com proudly presents the newest and greatest podcast in the galaxy, The Real Dirt with Chip Baker, your insider industry connection to accurate and entertaining information about cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. The Real Dirt with Chip Baker is a podcast series featuring the cannabis industry's expert pioneer growers, venture capitalists, lawyers, and dispensary owners, rolling joints and dropping knowledge about cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. The future of legal cannabis has arrived, and we want to give you the real dirt with Chip Baker. All right, here we are with the real dirt with Chip Baker on today's dirt. I have Daryl, JJ, and Jacob, my three managers at Cultivate Colorado. Say hey, guys. Hey, guys. They're very enthusiastic people. From to podcast. No, this was totally planned out. I just sprung it on you guys at the last minute. Stick to the script, Daryl. Stick to the script. Come on. There's a whiteboard over there, and you're supposed to read it. So here today, we're in San Francisco. We're at the Maximum Shield Trade Show. Uh, we come here once a year or once. When was the last time we came here? It's been a couple of years, huh? Uh, last trip was what? I'm not sure which one. So we're here at the Maximum Yield Trade Show, and uh, the purpose of this trade show is to uh, present the newest technologies for indoor horticulture. As well as uh, the old technologies, the old companies, they're trying to make some deals. So this weekend, the four of us are in San Francisco looking for that new, new, the best of the best. And Daryl, tell us uh, tell us who you are. Tell us a little bit about well, yourself, Daryl. My name's Daryl. I'm 5'10", uh, 5'11". Five, Manage the <laughs> manage the bucktail. What's the weight? What's the weight? What's the weight? Uh, you know, it's hard to tell. Probably right around one seventy five. Left hand, right hand. I'm a righty. righty. I'm a righty. 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 Both You know, I mean, how much do I bench? I'm not really sure. It's it's been a little while. Very health conscious um, years. <laughs> Daryl, you run. I'm the, over at the six 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 bucktail location. Bucktail location. Right off of I twenty five and Washington Emerson. Right. What's the website. Wash Park Association. <laughs> nobody, nobody bring up the website. <laughs> we don't have a website. <laughs> Do not look up cultivatecolorado.com. It's not brown. <laughs> hey, you know, it's working progress. Working progress here. So, and the Wheat Ridge store is closed, so don't go there. Do don't not go there. Go there. Delivery only. <laughs> so uh, we, we've all been together here in operation for a number of years. We've seen this uh, industry and the legal medical and cannabis industry grow in Colorado from 2009 to what it is today. We've seen uh, people show up with $2 and make a million. We've seen people show up with a million dollars and make two. Topic of today's conversation is going to be the future of cannabis i believe i have three of the top experts in uh the have the pulse on the market here with jj daryl and jacob managing the largest stores in the galaxy they see the customers what the customers are buying they see the trends they understand the patterns uh, they understand the technology better than anyone in the universe known universe that is 
Let's start with you, Jacob. What do you see in the future trends of cannabis? The thing that we were just talking about a little bit ago, actually, is what you see changing right now with uh, all the extracts going on. And not just the THCs. Like, you see all these guys growing massive amounts of hemp just to pull the CBDs out of it. Right, concentrates. Big thing with that is I think they're doing the hemp right now because the laws are so open for it. Right. Where the laws will open up further soon for marijuana to be done like that, where you'll see the CBD extracts push even farther because you won't be stuck strictly with hemp. Also, you see the terpenes coming out of that. So I think the the extract game is going to grow a lot exponentially. And you're going to see, you see Merck, Pfizer, all those companies trying to push into it right now, but they're going to get pushed right back out of it. You know, that's a common uh, thing people say is that the larger co- corporations are going to come in. How, how, do you, how do you think they're going to get pushed out? And to the fact with the CBDs, as JJ was just saying, is that it is something that is already legal in all 50 states. It is something that you can sell in all 50 states. But you can only produce it. You can only form. produce it in about seven states, however. So I'll... Big corporations see a product that they can sell in all 50 states, and it's clearly going to be very appealing if it's something new to the market, something that people are interested in, and something that's easily accessibly grown and grown in quantities and easily produced. Big Pharma also always had a stranglehold on the development of the science and the medicine aspects. Where with this, they're not going to be able to control that because it's been around for a long time. There's a lot of grassroots science that's already gone into it and historical usage. So big farmers not going to be able to stranglehold a technology and a science like they have with every other development in medicine. Well, you know, interestingly, uh, we looked at a lease on a building down in Colorado Springs last year, and uh, a hemp organization that was doing extracts got the lease out from under us. They paid more for it because they supposedly had a $30 million contract to produce CBD. Same thing with the boys out of Columbia right now. With uh, Pharmaciello, got a gigantic contract with the government of Colombia, also lined up with the export laws through Canada to sell to Big Pharma in Canada, since they have to skip the United States, and then the Pharma will be able to sell it into the United States right now. Right, right. So they're they're growing it in foreign countries, Czechoslovakia, or that, that's not the right region, is it? What's the what's the region they're producing? Czech, Romania, them? Hungary, out there somewhere in the, the Eastern Europe, Eastern, Eastern, Eastern blocks. Europe, you get it. Right, right. <laughs> but with that coming to the forefront and it being known as medication, it, hold it. <laughs> it really is something that can go f- full spectrum and really cover every single country because it's right. not illegal. It's not an illicit drug. The big thing that I'm saying, though, is big farmers not going to be able to control the supply of it. When you're looking for pharmaceutical con- like chemicals, you're, it's really tightly controlled for the supply of those. With, with marijuana, they're not going to be able to control that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I'm just, Dar- Daryl's decided he needed to take a drink break. He's having a problem. <laughs> We've heard so much from Daryl tonight, too. Getting the, uh, Daryl's focused getting on the cap off the He's bottom. a little bit more of the liquid the courage. <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing, that's the thing I really, uh, like about my podcast is I encourage all of my podcast participants to just act normal, have an, have a good time in the conversation, smoke or drink, whatever they want. You know, it, it, it's a relaxing time and Daryl's over there pouring himself in. And another drink, which is totally fine. Totally fine. Hey, hey, when he gets back over here, we'll have a toast. How about that? It sounds good. Yeah, I think Big, big Pharma, back to Big Pharma, I think that uh, they're just waiting to come into the marketplace as soon as the laws change a little bit. Currently with 280E laws uh, re- restricting how people get taxed on the production of the cannabis, it's causing a lot of people, not a lot of big corporations not to want to be involved. Uh, the scheduling of the of cannabis is also causing corporations not to be involved. So as long as that 
still remains the same, it's going to keep a lot of people out of it. It's going to keep the big financial players out of it. It's going to keep the big pharmaceutical players out of it. Weren't they just going to change the scheduling, or didn't they just change the scheduling? Obama's been trying to change the scheduling before he gets out of office. But Supposedly, in August of 2016, the DEA is going to release a, a statement on the scheduling. They were supposed to release it in June, and they put it off to August. But in terms of making... For big corporations jumping on board with especially cannabis, like big corporations like Marlboro, they've already come out and said that oh, they yeah, will yeah, not yeah. jump on until it's incorporated in Well, all yeah, that's the what they say, but you know they're doing the RD on it. Oh, yeah, they're you, absolutely doing the you RD. Know, We've heard a million stories, rumors, though, that, like, oh, they bought all this land in northern Colorado or southern Colorado or yeah, they created a you know, subsidiary. Those been going on in California for years, too. So that's all nonsense. I think it's just nonsense, like the turkey bag rumors, like the... Turkey bag history. rumors? Turkey bag rumors, please explain. <laughs> Let's hear that. You don't know the turkey bag? Okay, so there's an urban legend in northern California, and everybody says that they were there... At the grocery store the day it happened. My brother's sister's wife's cousin was over there. Yeah, I was at the grocery store. He was at the grocery store. So one day, Turkey Bags, Oven Roasters, Reynolds, was looking at their sales and said, Well, goddamn, we're selling a shitload of bags over there in Northern California. In Willits County, they buy more turkey bags than any place per capita. We should go see what's going on. So urban legend has it that they rolled up to murphy's market or the safeway or food lion or whatever the hell it was dollar store of willits california and and some people say they were having a barbecue some people say they were just walking around asking questions and they're like so what do you guys have a uh, turkey farm around here or something is that why you're selling all these turkey bags (laughs) and someone clued them in that people are actually putting pounds of marijuana in the turkey bags, pounds of cannabis in the turkey bags. And at this point, the urban legend, supposedly the Reynolds people, packed up their truck and left. So that's the turkey bag story. They wanted no part of it. They didn't want any part of it. I don't, I don't really believe it happened. But they didn't stop their supply of it. No, they didn't stop. No, no, I don't I don't believe it happened. I mean, that I'll tell literally you what, happened with Phillips, though. The Phillips and the bulbs. I believe that. That that did happen with Phillips and the bulbs, for sure. Or Well, a similar thing. They just didn't want to be involved in the cannabis industry, so they stopped selling bulbs to people who were selling uh, uh, lights to the cannabis industry. Reynolds right. is still selling turkey bags, Reynolds just like the USPS is still delivering postages. <laughs> <laughs> they might not know what's in those boxes, but we all do. <laughs> just got an ounce in the mail. Flatship box. Flat box. I had this Two great. Pounds. I had this great, uh, great uh, shirt when I was a kid. That said, had a picture of a um, U.S. Postal Service emblem but it had the joker guy as the actual person in the emblem right and then it said two days two pounds two bucks because <laughs> at the time there was a, a a promotion where you could buy these two dollar stamps right and anything that you could fit in the fucking box <laughs> it was two dollars so the future of cannabis is concentrates and extracts, vape pens, shatter, wax, dab, wheat, wax, dab. What are the other things they call this concentrate? CBD. Oh, oh, the uh, distillate, 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 distillate. CBD distillate. 
and the the clear that's the also clear is real popular. The terpene, the terpene extract, terpene extract, real extract is real popular. Rosin is real popular. Rosin, really yeah. any way you can get your cannabis in the purest form. Really anything without solvents is probably what's going to come into the forefront because people are going to realize that the solvents in there are what's taken away from the cannabis and it may be causing health defects. So anything solventless, such as rosin or distillate or the clear. What is the clear? The clear, it's that it's distillate. It's 93 96% pure THC. They basically take all the crap. You know, you can make it several different ways. You make an initial extract. You make like a BHO extract. Either BHO, alcohol, CO2. CO2, and then you take that and you run it through a series of distillers. This distillate, distillate, I believe that's what they call it. And uh, uh, that separates the CBD or the THC. I might be talking out of my ass right here. I'm sure some reader is going to say, no, Chip, it's actually like this. <laughs> it's a still that takes this uh, extract product and further refines it to 92%, 96% in the 90s. It becomes clear. It strips it of all the terpenes. It doesn't have any flavor or taste. So the beauty of it is you can shove anything in one side of it. And then you'll get a ninety-two percent, ninety-three percent. Just clear THC flavor. It's just, it's just THC. It's odorless, tasteless. Odorless, tasteless. And the magic Mm. of it is that you can then add terpenes back into it. So if you want to achieve a certain flavor, you get the THC. You can hit a ninety-two percent THC and then put your flavors back as you wish. Right, right, absolutely. So it's kind of like mix and match your own. So places like the workshop, they have uh, done significant research in terpene profile so they'll have like train wreck and og and sour diesel and they've examined the terpene profiles of each one of those cannabises they'll make a 92 percent 96 percent pure clear and then they'll add an in-house made terpene complex that is just like train wreck or just like og kush or just like bubba kush so you can go to them this is not. A, I'm not sponsored by the workshop, but they could sponsor me if they wanted to. Mostly with lots of free clear. Hey, but, we'll test for you uh, too. Yeah, we'll test for you. Um, and that's an actual physical human trial. <laughs> you don't test it on monkeys. You don't test it on machines. Yeah, no machines. I will personally it test right, it for right, you. Right, right, I'll tell you how it is. Tell you how I feel. It's a great pen delivery system. So many people are coming to Cannabis New. Daryl's kind of coming to Cannabis New right now. He's he tried he tried it once as an earlier person, a younger I, I person. Didn't inhale. You didn't inhale. Did not inhale. Didn't inhale. You've come to cannabis a little late in your life, or you've been away for it for a while. You were you I, were I maybe involved a, with it for several I took years. An extended vacation away from it. Yeah, you, you had a family, a kid. You kind of grew up. You got a real job. You did some other stuff. Now you're back. So you just started smoking weed again this year, right? Yes, that's true. Yeah, just a few months ago, so, actually. So how long has it been? Eight years. Eight years. So in in those eight years. Is there anything that's changed? Because you never were away from it. You were still, you know, like in, involved in the peripheral. You still worked at the grow stores. You're, you were still around it all. Not that much has changed about the flower. It's just a bunch of different crossbreeding and strains. People were still had sour diesel and OG Kush eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Watermelon Kush. So same thing, different names. All the extracts and all that, that's definitely new. It's definitely getting technical, and 
they can do a lot more these days than they ever could back then. Did they have hash back then? Is that what they called it? They did. Back then, hash, eight years ago. Hash, oil, but... It was it was bubble hash, huh? That's what they had. That's yeah. the bubble. It was bubble. So uh, have you tried any of the uh, quote-unquote modern concentrates yet? I have not. No, yeah. Oh, that's right. No. That's, what, that's what Jacob was saying earlier. Make it... Well, we'll have to we'll have to get in some this weekend, San Francisco. I'm sure we can find some somehow. Don't you think? Maybe, maybe, maybe. If we look, if we if if, if we yeah. look, what's different? That's what we're trying to get into. What's the real dirt on this? What's different in Colorado? The widespread acceptance of weed everywhere and by everybody. Sphere difference in the young. products, difference in the marijuana. Different. What, what differences are you driving at? Yeah, I mean, well, the, all the products, it. the nutrients, the lights, the atmosphere. The actual the, the marijuana products themselves, all that has changed since you left. Yeah, well, the technology. I mean, really, in eight years, the only real there's been only a, a handful. A lot of shit that came out that didn't stick, but a lot of T5 things came lights, out. T5 double-ended lights, double ends, plasma technology came out, but didn't hit. Mm-mm. No, I mean, let's not even talk about all the stuff that failed. The only lights are starting to catch. Lights is the biggest and newest invention, but it's. Just, I mean, it's been around for it's been around for a while, years, but or, you know, it's been popular for that long at least. Ceramic right. metal halides came out; those are starting to catch. They're not as big as the DEs, but they've caught. Right, T fives have taken over. Right, the nutrients have changed tremendously. Just all the different companies coming out and all the advances. There's in the a lot of new ones. Yeah, there's not a little, but but not much difference though. I mean, yeah, new stuff, but there's, it's the same product. It's the same old products. There's like. Are there, maybe there's some more biological products, or uh, there's a bunch more biological products. Nothing new really got discovered. It's just being implemented right, into right, the industry right, now. Right, right. There's been a handful of things that came from just that were academia because they weren't uh, cost effective for for sure. commercial crops, old pallet, old pallets, right. and whatnot. Right for commodity crops, so they weren't it, viable. It's, it really hasn't changed much in eight years. I mean, double-end lights no. are just the HID, HPS light. Just I mean, they had double-end lights back then. They just but it's the possible. same gardening techniques. Same techniques. The atmosphere you know, has changed same, considerably. It's the same ingredients. It's just we're applying them you know, in different ratios, I guess, different companies. Have you noticed anything different about the cannabis itself? Is it the same, same, same weed to get you high the same way? Same. Is it any stronger? No. It's no stronger? No. No. Right. <laughs> well, you know, the the tests of cannabis would say it's stronger, though, right? Right. Cause uh, now I, just, the- I just think it's more technical now. We were just able to test it, whereas before we never tested it. Nobody ever knew. We just knew it was good. <laughs> right. And that's why we liked it. Eight years ago, what made weed good? You look at smell, a sack of weed. Smell. Mm-hmm. Taste. Mm-hmm. You know, aroma. How was it packaged back then? I love how I'm saying back back in 1900 and back in 2008. <laughs> how did they package the weed? <laughs> because it depends where it was coming from. It was from. in a wooden bucket. <laughs> 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 yes. So, <laughs> how did they package M39 back then, Daryl? <laughs> <laughs> Ziploc bags, Zip wet and bag. flat. Yeah. Half pound at a time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can mm. so, it was nowhere. <laughs> so it was it was it was like sandwich bag still. Yeah. Eight sold in sandwich bags. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Had me- medical cannabis had started, right? Had you been into a medical cannabis store back then? No, no, I yeah. hadn't started really, huh? Uh 
It had been legal since 2000, but the stores didn't start popping up until 2008. Yeah, right. It took a while. It took you a know, while. so they were there, but they were they didn't blow up. I would say until the end of 2009. Yeah, it took a minute. Yep. It took a minute, and then they were on every corner. Right, right. So, have you been into a uh, recreational cannabis place yet? Uh, not so many actual dispensaries. Mm-hmm. No, not plenty actually, of grows. Plenty of grows. Right. Yep. Right, but not a dispensary. No. Right. We should we should go into one next week. We'll go into a dispensary and buy a sack of weed on 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 the business, of course, strictly of course. for research yes. purposes. So we 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 get to interact with so many different um, growing customers in Colorado. I mean, we we literally service the largest cannabis growers probably in the world. Literally, I mean, we've been joking about the largest store in the galaxy and whatnot, but. Our customers have a thousand lights, fifteen hundred lights, uh, acres of greenhouses. What's changed about our customers? Because it's the same people, right? It's it's honestly not the same people anymore. You would think it'd be the same people. You'd think it'd be growers. You'd think it'd be people that were actually out there in the fields applying the agricultural side to it. But the whole cannabis industry has become so much more of an actual business that the people controlling what's going into the plants are basing that off of what's fiscally yeah, right. financially available to yes. them. So many people are coming from outside the industries for sure. And now cannabis farms have CFOs and CEOs and directors of marketing and HR departments and billing departments. And before it was just like one dude, it was right? Just one person. Out it was just one person. Just out one person. All the weed, it was one person. The weed, slinging the weed, right? Do you feel like the quality of the weed's gone down since then? Absolutely. Definitely. I would say absolutely. Definitely. So many people have entered the marketplace that don't know anything about the cultural aspect of cannabis. And I feel they're turning it into a commodity. Before there was like, I feel like there's more development of the actual product. Well, the Colorado has definitely made it a commodity because now every six months they release the price, average price per pound. And they average, they also give you the amount that has been made by tax dollars too and where that tax dollars has been yeah, set. Right, right, right. Did so they tell you where those tax farm. dollars were spent? I thought there was a bunch of it unaccounted for. I mean they you can told look you it vaguely up. where it's it's, <laughs> it it's roads. Yeah, it was spent it. <laughs> and my cousin like my my cousin Jacob, he's got a he's got a gravel company and we need some gravel on the road. <laughs> and my cousin Vinny, you know, he does bridges real good. <laughs> like, you know, every now and then the bridge is the, the right spot for yeah, We're making kids. schools, we're playing grass. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely planting grass. <laughs> yeah, well we're having a good time here tonight. We've had a couple of drinks for sure. Um we're in the city of love. This is the fiftieth anniversary of the summer of love you guys realize that yes i was unaware yeah this, i think this that's when this apartment was built as a matter of fact where <laughs> <laughs> we're in an incredible uh vrbo the wallpaper here is authentic we'll say that to the summer of love all right well there we go we'll have a break right here with real dirt with chip baker and we'll roll some up a little later on all right We'll get back to firing it up with the expert on The Real Dirt with Chip Baker after this. 
Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seed, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chich and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him being that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Time to get all the insider cannabis industry secrets straight from the mouths of the OG weed pioneers on The Real Dirt with Chip Baker. And we're back. Wow, that was a break, wasn't it? So is the register. Uh, we must have rolled up like seven joints in that break right there. I can't even... Bl- Jacob, you're pro. I am pro. You're, you're pro. If anyone wants to question me on how you're... pro I am about rolling joints, I'd like to see you come to my house. I'd like to see you challenge me, because I'll take you down. But hey, feel free. Any guests that want to stop by, drop off some weed, feel free. Dab rig. Send us some. No problem. We take donations. We want to see. We want the best. We're looking for the best. If you happen to have some, bring some by. Stop by any of our studios here. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a good plug? We have. Well, I no, have. Well, well, I mean, I, technically, I have a, a Humboldt studio and I have a Denver studio. That's where we've done most of the work, Humboldt and Denver. Right now, we're in our San Francisco studio. I'm sure the uh, audience can hear that it's slightly different in this room. The, the natural acoustics are slightly different. It's the ocean rolling in. And there we are. We are. We're like four blocks from the ocean. We're on the Garden corner of Verbitti Street. You can probably like hear Not this truck passing by right now. I'd like to think of that truck as the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have another one. <laughs> so we're, we're talking about the future of cannabis and the changes of industry, changes in technology. We've talked about the changes of strains. We've talked about the the different technologies, the different fertilizers. What what about the different techniques? Have techniques changed anywhere? The, what's the future of the technique of cannabis farming? I'd say the general techniques haven't changed as far as like the scrog and cloning things like that. Guys are just picking up their techniques on that. The big thing that's rolled through Colorado is recently uh, regulation is starting to change all these things. Right, bureaucracy. Yeah, the bureaucracy is actually starting to come in on it. With before they let it be just a cowboy industry and 
Anybody could pop up and do what they want. They start with licensing. Now they actually have pushed into the product itself where they're checking what's put in there. Like, uh, we, what was the, the edible we opened earlier? What did we eat earlier? That, lucky. Uh, a lucky edible. Lucky, yeah, lucky edible. When you peel back the lucky edible, what we saw in there was may have been grown with. How many pesticides are there? Probably 15 different pesticides right. on the list. Not right. to say that they were all used, but that's what's in their arsenal. And with they that, that's real. part of that whole that whole grow technique that we see changing where these guys were set in their ways of using mycobutanol and spirimephacin and all these other pesticides. And those all came off the list overnight. We should make a children's song comprised of pesticides. Bacillus <laughs> thuringiensis. Bacillus sat there in geeses. As a decorant is one sub, of my best friends. Subtilis. Uh, potassium salts. And <laughs> as a decorant is one of my best friends. And some oils too, <laughs> with some botanical extracts. We'll have to work on that. I think there's a hip hop song there. What are the delineations yeah. for what's making that list? Not making that list for the CDA. The the currently what's it's just a labeling issue. It's just a labeling issue. Yeah. Because it's not labeled for use in cannabis. Yep. Yep. But it seems like the only things that are making it on there are completely like 25B hippie sure. oils. It's all the stuff that can be sold anywhere and used for general garden use. So that's what's legal. But explain to me this then. So like these products are... Uh, Riddle me this. <laughs> exactly. These products are super restricted where basically you can use like extract oils. Where if I go to Home Depot, I can buy the most toxic things on earth. Right, but it's it's labeled specifically for crops. So at Home Depot, if you're buying it for your backyard crops, you're in an unregulated industry. But if you go to Home Depot and you buy it for your commercial crops, say like your grapes or your tomatoes, and you're growing 10 acres of tomatoes, but you're using a pesticide that's regulated for cucumbers and not tomatoes, that's technically against the law, and that's what's going on. It's so, not that it's a health and human safety issue with the pesticide regulation. So with the addition of cannabis, say, to this new legal market, market that's not coming out of the coming out of the closet, basically, it's coming out, it's everyone knows it's legitimate now. Before, you couldn't put on a pesticide for producing marijuana because it wasn't legal. How long will it take for those pesticides to start adapting? And putting on their label for use in commercial marijuana. Well, I, 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 heard, I heard Eagle 20 was going to do it soon. I mean, I don't know who that company is, but like, that, that also would might be, be an herbal, er, er, urban myth as well. I'd heard that Eagle's 20's revenues went up substantially as soon as cannabis farmers found it. I'm not sure if this is true. For people that don't know, Eagle 20 is a systemic fungicide. A systemic fungicide that treats powdery mildew and botrytis in cannabis plants. One of the major causes of... of um, Crop failure. Crop failure, right. Botrytis and powdery mildew. But is Eagle 20 approved for any food crops? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots. I thought in California it was... a. Well, I mean, California's a bunch of dirty hippies that don't want anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, Everywhere else in the world, they spray Eagle 20 on your apples the yeah, day they're Jay harvested just so California. they don't mold on the way to the grocery store. Absolutely. That's why they... Wow. No, they don't do that. But they, there are products that they can that are like that. But yeah. I don't... 
Right, right. I'm, I'm sure they do spray Eagle Twenty like up to the day of flower on, like, up to the day so. of production. Of well, if we had it, if we had an Eagle Twenty regulation, we could. But yeah, uh, we need a computer right here. I, yeah, right. No, I think uh, stuff like the oh, what's the acetic acid and the hydrogen peroxide product? What's that called? Um, Zeratol. Like that stuff is like up to harvest use for PM, right? And they can literally like wash off fruit and vegetables with it. Right, but imagine taking your like cannabis buds, glistening and trichromes, just harvested, full of terpenes, man, and you dunk it in zero tall, or you dunk it in what's the other product name? Michael Butano. Michael, no, 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 oxidate. No, oxidate, oxidate. Right, because now you're washing off all the PM and all the malt powder, mildew, and the crystal. You're basically just taking your perfectly prime buds and dumping it in hydrogen peroxide. Yeah, that is one of the ways people do it, right? right? A lot of people oh, are awful. doing that, though. It's awful. Or the microwave. We definitely need to... Uh, I wish we really could promote like better usage, hmm, best practices, right? But it's so money-oriented, people don't want to hear it. And it's so difficult to do some things, like not spray your flowers with any pesticide or fertilizer... Right. That's a hard one to do. Yeah, that's a gardening technique that needs to be learned, too, though. Right. right. A lot of these guys have just been able to use the most toxic chemicals on Earth without even understanding what they're spraying. Right. It also, it it all comes full circle back to healthy plants. Right. Healthy plants will be resistant to disease. They will be resistant to bugs. Right, right. If they you, will be able to flourish in any environment. If you if you have a clean environment, start it off with clean plants, have done everything you possibly can to uh, get rid of every pest you can in any manner you can before you flower, then you'll be fine. Bottom line. Bottom line, right. Right, maybe a, maybe a, 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 a one might shows up maybe 1 p.m. shows up you know i see daryl smirking over there <coughs> did the ganja food no. hit you no. no no i'm good how are those like edibles they tasted really good let's dream a little bit what is the future what's happening in the future not what's happened in the past i mean hopefully in the future we see cannabis legal in all 50 states cannabis legal in all 50 states in how many years jacob I mean, prediction. I'd like to see it within the next seven years. There's no reason for it not to be legal. It's already been proven not to be harmful. It's been proven multiple times on the benefits it could have for different people with different diseases, different people with different sorts of anxiety, different every sort of treatment it can be useful for, it should be useful for, and it should be available to everybody. Mar- I mean, America. marijuana never, America, first of all, land of the free, home of the brave. No reason why we shouldn't be able to smoke a plant that we want to smoke. Roll it up. Tobacco think, kills people it, every do you think year. When it falls in the United States, it's going to pretty much fall worldwide. No. I think it will. Yeah, I no, know. no, no, totally. Because Canada, because there's America, too many conventions US, between other countries that just they can't have that without everybody else changing with them. Well, our war on drugs, we push that all over the world. Yeah, right. So that, I mean, that's why it's it's so criminal in so many other places because our ideals over it. And once that changes, then, yeah, I do think it's going to change all over the world. It's already started to. Do you think it's going to become fully commoditized? Uh, eventually, yeah. Do you think sure. it's going especially to be on the Chicago yeah. Board of Trade? Especially. It, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's going to become more I mean, like what are, There's only a handful of commodity products, though, right? <clears throat> Most of the crops are commodity products. Well, cucumbers aren't commodities, but wheat is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right. But if you look back at history, marijuana and or hemp used to be a commodity product. Right, right. Wait, what, are, what are the biggest things that are going to happen with hemp 10 years from now? They're going to start to use the fibers again. Fiber seed. Yeah. But using the fibers, fiber they're, going to, they're going to be pulling tons of terpenes and CBDs paper, into clothes, the food. You could feed the world with hemp, honestly. I, I think it's going to be cement. I think people are going to take the You hemp. know there's only a few places in the world where they can truly uh, commercially mine the Portland cement that's used to make concrete. Mm-hmm. And that's that's Lafarge. That's a couple of the big countries or big companies. And there's only a couple of places in the world, and that's why the price of concrete continues to rise. Yeah, right, right, right. And to be able to cut that concrete with something like hemp dust right. and lighten the concrete out but still increase your tensile strength is it's a perfect thing. It's a raw material that's locally available. If you're growing hemp in all 50 states or all over the world, then you import your Portland cement from the one of several places in the world to your local area. You blend in now your local ingredients, your sand, your rock, your hemp fiber and dust. Right? You've created a stronger product, it's lighter, and it's a local medium. Right? And that's what makes cement great is you take local products, sand and rock, and mix it with an imported product. If you use hemp to start replacing plastics, that would be unbelievable. A- absolutely. And I know they're driving down that path. I have no idea how far they are on well, that. You, know, you just have to ship it. That's, the, that's where I'm getting at with the cement. Cement's used and built in every community worldwide, pretty much, right? Every community worldwide has some cement in it, more than likely, right now. And if you can grow hemp within the community, then it's just like the sand and it's just like the gravel. But if it's plastics, it's a different story. You have to ship it to Texas or Louisiana. That's where all the plastic shit's made. And hemp is also a renewable product. Hemp's a renewable product. Right. It's very fast growing. It's very quick to harvest. The turnover rate is very, very quick compared to anything else that's traditionally used to make paper. Yep. Traditionally used to make wood byproducts. Absolutely. Absolutely. To make fiber, to make cotton. Absolutely. Wow, the uh the glass of gin are going down real easy tonight, guys. Pretty quick. Pretty, 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 pretty. Sea level, sea level. Sea level. So we talked about hemp. We've talked about uh the politics a little bit. We've talked about the the past and what's recently changed. What about weed itself? Well, we've talked about concentrates and how we, we think uh cannabis is going to concentrates. What about the money? How's the money going to change in cannabis? I mean, we already see that happening right now with uh, Scott's, whatever that group is. Hawthorne Group. Yeah, but screw that. It's fully owned oh. by Scott's. Hawthorne Group is well, buying several uh, horticultural companies associated with uh, cannabis. That would be General Hydroponics, Vermicrop, uh, Gavita. Right. And then on the other side of it, you see What's a company like CPS. Company? Which one? The pesticide Monsanto? they own. No, the month that Hawthorne Group owns. Oh, they uh, bought a pesticide. Tenovate. They did buy them. Oh, they, they, they were the first they one to buy. Be bought by them was bought by uh, Central Garden. I think no. it was bought by Hawthorne. It was definitely bought by. But continuing on the buyouts, and you got Central Garden on the other side just bought like Earth Juice. I think they're looking at buying somebody else right now. Oh yeah! Wow. wow. But with Hawthorne Group, you also get Azimax. As a max is bought by them because that's part of the GH family. Is as a Sol not owned by them as well? As a Sol is hybrid jet out of the East Coast. Hybrid Yeah. So you got a bunch of these buyouts happening. What's the other one that was happening? So consolidation through buyouts. I mean, House and Garden Band I mean, one just got, by an Amer- got bought by an American company. I mean, I just, I just got bought out. 
Exactly. Right? <laughs> right? Oh, CPS. CPS is uh, $11 billion. Eleven billion dollars a year, and they are—they're uh, looking at our industry now. CPS, yeah, uh, crop production yeah, services. Yeah, they're interested in there's basically insurance for your crop. Exactly. Is that how it works? Is that what's going yeah. on with this? That's what they're trying they to sell. sell is they it sell all kinds of stuff, right? Uh, they sell a whole—they sell a whole different range. They're like soybean and corn consultants. Yeah. But they're the biggest ones in the world. They're starting to get interested in the industry. But if you look at somebody like uh, going back to the whole Scotts, Hawthorne Group, they're going to start trying to push to Home Depot. What are they going to do? They've already released a well, line inside you know, of Home I Depot. Think, I think Hawthorne's major play is we've now seen them buy media, which is soil, lights, and nutrients. And if we look at our PL or any other growth source PL, What's going to be the top items on that ship? Yeah, but look at the it's way going to be they've soil, come from. nutrients, and they've lights. They've come from a hobby market. They've come from selling you bullshit for your lawn, for the for the weekend Monsanto, warriors. You mean, yeah, you mean Hawthorne, Hawthorne Group. That's what they come from. And that's what they understand. And they're doing the same thing with their Black Magic product release. And what was the thing oh, that I we noticed, said about our I've customers? I've noticed that that's that's our them. customers are going the opposite direction, and yet they're going towards the hobby people. I've noticed this Black Magic part. That's a that's a hundred percent though. That's no. GH. Home Depot. That's a Scotts product. That's a GH product that's released. That's a GH Scotts into Home Depot. That's how they're trying to get their fucking. When they after out. they bought GH, that was that came out, and that's through them. Hmm. Yeah, I saw a uh, commercial over that product where they were growing indoor. You know, making all these references to growing indoor. Yeah, I have no idea. Is it like a one part, two part, three part? What is it? No. Well, I just saw the soil, Black Magic soil. Okay. Right. Sounds a little racist to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, Home Depot's trying to step on our toes. <laughs> so consolidation, bigger industry's going to come out and buy up all the smaller industries. Yeah, but I don't feel those companies necessarily understand the industry that they're coming at. They're coming at it from a hobbyist perspective, and that's the opposite of where this market's going. Yeah, they're just seeing dollars. Yep. Right, they're seeing dollars. And like I have said numerous times, everyone who's ever smoked a joint, thought they could make a million dollars over the weed, including the Hawthorne people. You know, they're sitting around smoking weed right now going, man, if we just spend a few more million dollars, I think we could make a million bucks, man. <laughs> oh, hell, the real dirt. So uh, let, let's, let's talk terminology, man. You guys are at the ground level. You guys here, people come in the shop every day. I'm wondering if there's some lingo or terminology that 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 you might be able to like uh, spring to our listeners here. Are we looking for like an urban dictionary? Or well, you know, slang, like a-, a little slang, a little you know, like what people call stuff. I'd say uh, for good quality marijuana, you hear flame, flame. Yeah. They'll go like they got the fire. They got the fire. Got you the hear flame. fire. You hear flame. Flame fire. You hear dank. Dank, flame, fire, dank. You hear that, uh, Buku Jones? Buku Jones. I got that Buku Jones. Really? <laughs> <laughs> we're, out the, we're out in the Bay Area. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, recently, we're, for if you, if you want an eighth, you can say, hey, let me get a KD, number 35, Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a KD. Let me get a, K, let me get a KD. Let me get a hey, KD. Let me get a KD. They're about to come out with a uh, new $20 bill as well. A $20 bill? Yeah. Harriet Tubman. 
So instead of a dub sack, it's about to be a tub sack? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, good point. (laughs) Yo, man, I need a tub. Yo, man, let me get a tub sack, man. On the underground, on the underground, man. Give me the tub, man. I need that shit. It was like railroad. Make you feel like On the railroad, man. Let me get that tub. Give me the tub sack. If I got a little bit extra money, let me get that KD. (laughs) (laughs) My boss gives me that little raise, raise. KD up in the door. KD. Yep, so uh, uh, what do you guys call your customers? Do you you have any slang for them in the store? Good people that bring us money. (laughs) Hey, you know, I'm I'm just going to brag about our shop and our customers and our people our employees is we we got the best customers we've got the best employees we treat everybody incredible everyone we, we're trying to help no matter if they've got one light or 150 or 1500 everybody's the same that walks in the door that's right right you could have no money or a million dollars and we're going to treat you the same preach yep. preach word tell them right right also new common terminology new common preach terminology. preach it's basically just anything that's good. You want to hear somebody keep talking? Preach, preach, brother. <laughs> All right. So if if you if you had a tip you could give anybody, Daryl, one one tip that were coming into the industry or already in the industry, give some advice. Don't get caught. He just Don't dropped get, the mic. If you did not, <laughs> if you couldn't see it because you're listening Mike, to the radio, Mike, he just dropped, dropped the mic, mic and dropped. walked out the room. Ching, Are you speaking from past history or future here, Daryl? Right. No. <laughs> For the people coming new into the industry, you don't get caught doing what? Growing weed. Oh. Hey. Hey. As legal as it seems, the feds. the reefer. <laughs> don't agree with you. People don't agree with you. You're right. And even like no. in our state, we have customers that are completely legal, filed off Colorado state laws, and something happens out the side of the state with someone else. It doesn't even involve them, and the federal government comes back yeah. to Colorado. You know, even, even though the state of Colorado is legal, there's a large portion of the state that does not more, have more dispensaries than state. More than and state. does not allow commercial growing. They don't allow the sale of it. Um, they still allow the possession there. They can't do anything about that, right? Yeah, it's their yeah. constitutional right. Const- it's six a constitu- plants. Hell yeah, constitutional right in the state of Colorado that I can grow six plants. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, JJ? Do you have Do you have any advice? Have, have one thing you could say. One thing is this for like the grower or for the business any, owner? A- anybody, anybody. Uh, one piece of advice. Two real quick, easy answers: A, lots of foliars, and B, keep it clean. Keep it clean. Yeah. You heard it here. Spray Keep it clean. A lot. Keep it clean. Uh, lots of foyers. What about from the business owners? Read your ass off. Don't just jump. Spend money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen people spend literally a thousand bucks and make millions, and we've seen people spend so millions of dollars millions and make, make no money. You can't throw money at it. <laughs> you can't throw money at it. You gotta so have an organized plan. And pay your employees. And the big pay thing. Well. Right, right. The big thing is, is you can't just jump in and think that your millions of dollars are going to make you grow a million dollars a pot. You have to step down and work with the guys that know how to grow the pot. You got cash doesn't mean you know anything about growing weed. You see these dudes come with all this cash that don't know shit. It's not an industry that you can buy success in. No, not at all. You know, we say that, but what do you think the failure rate is in Colorado? 
I mean, failure to what? There's yeah, failure right. on lost oh, right. opportunity because once you get the license and you've paid for that, that's an asset that's hard to obtain right now. Yeah, I know. And, you know, we were in a place recently. I don't know if it was maybe. No, no, I think I was there solo. And these guys got 400 lights. They're going to half a pound of light, right? But they're selling this shit for top dollar. So they're making $6,000 a pound, $6,200 a pound or something. So each light's making them $3,000 a pound. Well, dude's got just bought his mama a house. He's driving a Maserati. What's he doing wrong? Right? Yeah. Lost opportunity. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just, you know, explaining that to somebody is what their That's lost driving opportunity driving a Maserati. Like, driving a Maserati. He's like, <laughs> what's that, JJ? <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, what about you? Advice, bit of advice? Don't get it over your head. You got to take it slow. You got to take it systematically. Yeah. Just because it is a new industry doesn't mean that anybody can jump into it and just take off. Yeah, that's true. It's not driving that, a taxi cab. Yeah, and with that is be cautious who you're taking advice from. Yeah. No doubt, you man. Know, if he's driving an 87 Honda, everybody's Ford, got some think twice. He bullshit magic. To All of a sudden, in the last two years, everybody's turned into a consultant. No doubt. Everybody no doubt. has experience. Uh-huh. Everybody knows how to make your grow better. And the <laughs> truth is... Yeah. They might not. You know the funny thing about some of the. I've got some great consultants, and we've hired and worked with some. And you know, we we I love my consultants, but uh, some of the funny funny thing about consultants I hear in the cannabis industry. Yeah, you know, I want, I ran a couple of cannabis businesses, and uh, I got regulated out of that business, and I failed at that business. So now I'm a consultant. And it's like, wait, wait, you just failed at your business. You fail three times. And you fail three you're times, and now. You're a consultant. <laughs> Doesn't quite make sense to me. It <laughs> Doesn't quite make sense to me either. No, no. Awesome. Well, this, this has been a great little uh, impromptu. piece of advice. Oh, my yeah. piece of advice. Thank you. Well, uh, I'm just going to give a general piece of advice for cannabis growers and business owners. And, and I've made this mistake with every single business I've started. Probably started six or seven businesses. Most of them in successful to some degree have an organized plan and be well-funded. If you have an organized plan and you're funded, then you can make things happen. Almost every business I've started has been underfunded and I've struggled at it. And I had my organization and my plan down and it always could have been better. But organization, plan, well-funded. Three keys to success. Simple enough. So, in it though. Excellent. Well, this has been a fine evening here in our studio in San Francisco overlooking the beautiful Pacific Ocean with my three guests, Jacob Sarabia. No less. J.J. Keaton. No less. <laughs> and Daryl Sousa. Gave it Darryl up voluntarily. Sousa. He gave it up voluntarily. <laughs> right, right. I actually knew his last name. I just wanted him to give it up. Yeah, this is this is the real dirt. We got a little. We got we got down to some dirt today, don't you think, guys? We got Let's a little we dirt. Got down some dirt. Yeah, down some dirt. yeah we, we did get down some dirty. We did get down and dirt, down and dirty. All right, well, stay dirty, my friends. <laughs> real dirt. That might be the best ending thing. <laughs> stay dirty, my friends. <laughs> stay dirty, my friends. I'd like to thank all of our guests for participating in this fun project. Thanks for sharing your stories and bringing your weed. Huge thanks goes out to Canicraft. They're leading the way in medicinal cannabis throughout California. I'd like to give it up to all the helping hands who helped produce this episode. Appreciate it, Lisa, Willow, David, Chris, 
Michael Hollis, and all of our guests here on The Real Dirt. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.